selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. This is a headgum podcast. Celebrity Book Club. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club Tell your secrets, we won't talk Celebrity Book Club No boys are allowed Celebrity Book Club Say it loud and proud Celebrity Book Club Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo Hey, best friend. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Oh, hey, business partner. Hey, one of my my best business partners, girlfriends, makeup artists, longtime collaborators, and also my sister's real estate agent. How are you? I am doing pretty good, despite the fact that I haven't gotten a lot of projects lately and... I'm going through menopause. You know, that's tough, but you just have to remember, you have worked so hard and it's okay to take a break. That's so true. God, I'm so excited right now. Kind of let's get out of the skit formation so we can kind of let our listeners know in why we're even sort of talking about mentally business. sort of at a women's business <laughs> conference outside of Atlanta right now because we read Vivica A. Fox's book. Came out in 2018. Didn't even know. No. Kind of slipped by randomly. Yeah. It's called Every Day I'm, I'm Hustling. Hustling. Vivica A. Fox is, of course, one of the most well-known Black American actresses in Hollywood for many, many years. Set it off. Independence Day. Two can play that game, Which, our literally favorite movie. One of our favorite movies of all time. And, of course, Kill Bill. Ugh, I can't even wait to get into her training for Kill Bill. Oh, my God. Going to China? Yeah. And she also... Okay. Owner of a wig and clothing line. Businesswoman. Um, she also... What's the show that she had? Vivica's Black Magic. 
Oh, right. Host of Vivica's Black Magic, <laughs> which kind of came out on Lifetime after Magic Mike, which was a reality show about male exotic dancers <laughs> making it in the biz in Vegas. Which we haven't seen and... I've seen one episode of Vivica's Black Magic. And Is it's, it so like Pussycat Dolls and she's being the Robin Anton? Or no, she's not like... She's, she's just not ju- dancing. No, she's she's just judging. judging. Okay. And I think like I also did see it like when the show was out. And I feel like I was at my dad's house watching Lifetime. And sure. I'm sure I turned it off when he came in. Right. Because... Because you were like, this is this too is trashy gonna, and it's going to trigger him. Turn him on too okay. much. <laughs> Whoops. Well, as we know, which there's so much to talk about, but. Yeah. You're talking about how 50 Cent is gay. <laughs> well, about how she got called out for being homophobic because someone asked if her male dancers dance for men. And she said, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> These men dance for women because it's about like giving the ladies right, but a she night. Was, like be more about female yes, no, empowerment. No, no. Yes. And she wasn't being homophobic. Which I fully agree. She was just like, this is just about a girl's night. Okay? Nor was she being homophobic when she implied that 50 was gay on March what happens By, live with Andy Cohen. Because she rimmed him. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So okay. this book is... It's, it's a it's a memoir, but it's also a business book. It's a book. memoir, but it's also a business book. And then halfway through the book, it turns into just talking shit about 50 Cent for like <laughs> yeah. 50 pages. And it's like, because she's not really being that like juicy memoir vibes the whole time. It's mostly just like, it's framed as lessons and just being like, and this is what you have to do to prove your worth. <laughs> and this is why you need to not take the job that you don't want. And make a list of your goals. And like, that's most of the book. And then it's like page 130. She's like, so here's the deal. Curtis Jackson is the devil. And the devil will have fine eyes and a six pack. And that's why you need to watch out. And then you're like, And the chapter is literally called like fine eyes and a six pack. And just being like, the devil shows up in mysterious ways. And I traced that devil's six pack for two years. It's also amazing because the 50 cent chapter begins with her being like, I wasn't going to write this chapter. (laughs) (laughs) It's also written in like, if you've seen Two Can Play That Game, it's kind of written very talking to the camera style. Yeah, so that movie is one of the best movies ever, partially because she's constantly turning to the camera (laughs) and addressing camera kind of like... You know, almost like Sex in the City season one, the like the confessionals, like she'll introduce characters. So she introduces Gabriel Union's character as Connie Spalding. And she goes, Connie, Connie's a different kind of hoe. Connie's a lay on her back, do whatever it takes to get your man kind of hoe. And she's just like driving in a convertible down the LA freeway. Like she's and what I love so much in this book, since we're such fans of that movie and I'm like literally like shaking in my seat, like she gave you that kind of total like AV club film knowledge behind the scenes about two can play that game that I wasn't expecting you don't get that where she's like she shopped for her own outfit for that yellow pantsuit in that scene and I think it was Versace Mm. and she was like the wardrobe person got mad at me and I was like I have to look bomb and so she got that pantsuit and the woman at the store was like what color is the car you're driving and she's like red she's like ketchup and mustard So that's why she wears the yellow pantsuit when she says the famous line, Connie Spaulding is a lay on your back. It's an iconic look in that red convertible is very iconic. And it's almost a canary yellow. I mean, I wouldn't say it's mustard. Yes, no, it's not mustard. It is canary. But it's yellow French's. It is French's mustard. Yeah. Because when we usually talk about mustard in a apparel context, we're referring to this more muted 70s mustard. We're talking about a Madewell mustard. Right. Madewell mustard. But... 
Okay, wait. So I read the um read. I listened to the audiobook of this, and she does this little like <laughs> to herself, like <laughs> almost after every line. Just like I just pulled up a random page here. Like this is what it would be like. I was on a basketball court when one of my girlfriends told me she was pregnant. <laughs> this was junior year. <laughs> My first thing was to tell her I was sorry. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, so you're just kind of like chuckling to yourself throughout this entirety. Reading it, I was wondering if she just, this is a dictate. I think a lot of memoirs are dictating vibes. Or you think she was like dictating to like a tape recorder and someone else was. I was imagining it just. You know what's weird is the ghostwriter's name is Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> oh, I noticed that. And I was like, what if like actually Kevin O'Leary like. Of Shark Tank. Of Shark Tank wrote this. Because like, I could see some. Well, yes. Because she's very Shark Tank in this book. Yeah. It's all about like knowing your numbers and like leaving the club when you realize like you're around hanger-ons and yeah. just like I stopped giving money out to like random fake ass friends 10 years ago because like. My friend defaulted on car payments and... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, her whole section about just, like, uh, stop, like, paying for your friends uh, because they just think that you're a checking account once now, you start to make money. Now, and I'm not I, looking at you with any I, accusatory I, look at all. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh, my God, Lily is always just like, oh, Stephen, I need $3,000. I need $6,000. I need $4,000. And, you know, you hit me up. I don't think of you like that. You know, I don't think that I have to buy your friendship, right? I didn't pay for this recording studio that I built in my own apartment so we could do a podcast together. The production company paid for it. So exactly. I don't and think And now of, I right. also have matching And you grommeted have matching curtains. horrifying grommeted curtains in your home. I feel like she does a good balance of where she's like, no, well, I get a lot of emails from people who are like, ooh, I'm thinking about starting a clothing line. And she'll just be like, hmm. Amazing luck with that. Yeah. She's like, actually, I'm I'm not going to give you money to pay for that. But yeah, because like, there was this one friend who like... The Madame Tussauds friend? <laughs> the, the friend who like asked for like a wig and a dress for her daughter. Yes. And, and then, then was like, and so I went out to the store and bought a wig from my own line because I want to <laughs> see what the customer experience is like. <laughs> and so then I sent it to her. And lo and behold, a week goes by and I never hear anything from her. And she never tells me that she actually got the wig and like gave it to her daughter. And I had to reach out and ask her, did you get it to her? And she was like, oh, I've been meaning to say thank you. All she had to do was, was text. text. And she so- did it. And so she stopped, like, giving money to that friend. Right. Or these favors. Yeah. But then there was this other instance where this gay guy who was, like, a wardrobe assistant moves to New York. And she was like, I was not going to, like, give him money. But I also wonder why she wasn't, like, hooking him up with a random PA job. And then, like, he was, like, down and out. But then he gets a job as, like, a wardrobe and makeup stylist at Madame Tussauds. And he's like, see, I don't need to style celebrities. I style them all day. And like, he's styling wax figures. Yeah. And he goes and she's like using such a lesson of like how to get a job because he goes in for the interview and he's like, I do wardrobe. And they're like, we have a wardrobe person, but we need a makeup person. And he was like, you can train me like I'm a hard worker. And they were like, we'll get back to you. Turns out they called him a few days later. Their makeup person didn't work out. They called him and they said, come in. We're going to train you. And she was like, and now he's flying to Nashville for the opening of the Madame Tussauds. And he paid for lunch. Climbing his way up the Tussauds ladder. I mean, she's very into these stories. So she tells a story about Lupita. 
how like in Kenya, she like signed up to be a production assistant or something like on the constant gardener set. So she could learn like craft from Ralph Fiennes. And she's like, basically just like kind of like full block quoting this like New York Times article about Lupita from like three years ago <laughs> yeah. and just being like and like and Lupita went up to Ralph Fiennes and like asked him like what she needed to do to be an actor and he was just like honey like only be an actor if you think that it's like you'll die if you're not an actor and then she worked hard and she continued being a production assistant on other random films <laughs> and this article said that she became a success overnight but you know what she didn't and it took her a lot of like being around the craft in order to become the craft that she wanted to be and you're like okay so you're kind of like calling out the New York Times article for making it seem like it was easy, but it actually took a lot of time. But what she really needed to do was just, like, be near film sets. <laughs> What's so amazing about this book is, like, right before the insane 50 Cent chapters, like, she's mentioning celebrities, like, a ton. And she's just, like, the Lupita story or is just, like, you should have seen the way Will Smith courted Jada Pinkett on the set of Set It Off. Like, which And she does I want to part talk- of the extended Smith the, family. Yes. Um, As do I. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're all hanging out at Madison Square Garden and she runs into 50 Cent and Kate Blanchett is there. But like most of the book is like, again, until the 50 Cent like crux. It's, it's like, like lessons of business. It's all lessons. And, but she's always like finding herself in these like really random just like women's conference settings. Like she's oh, at a baby no. shower and she's like, and then this like 35 year old white woman came up to me and was like, can I ask you a question? And she sat down and she told me about her career ambitions and she had worked in pharmaceutical sales for 10 years, but she did go to musical theater school and she wanted to be an actress. And you're just like, what? Now this book is about you and this random like pharma rep having a conversation at a baby shower. Well, she talks about her famous Sunday, like fun day football gathering. <laughs> Wait, okay, wait, 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 and she's taco, like, yeah, taco she, Sundays, taco Sundays, and she's like, Lord, do I love me some rancheros <laughs> and like mimosas, but like only fresh squeezed orange juice because if that shit is not fresh squeezed, just like Lord, you know, I need to put champagne in that because like once you go fresh squeezed, you can't go back. I mean, fair. I mean, Tropicana <laughs> yes. is like totally for fucking babies. But so she works hard, plays hard. Um, and she realized, so she has like, you know, workstar player. And then so she has her Sunday gatherings and she's like, and I would invite a diverse group of people. I'm talking actors, but I'm also talking producers, but like businesswomen. I mean, it feels too complain this way where it's just like entertainment lawyers and farmer reps and agents. just like, like general business. And she's so, because like in that movie, like all of her friends are just like general businesswomen and they're like all holding folders and just like having blazers. Well, sorry, actually... I'm calling you in. She's an advertising agent, which is, again, a full inspo for your career. I guess it is an from career. And she's like, but the, the rest of them scenes, are. <laughs> the rest of them, like, are general. And also, like, her work scenes in that movie are her just, like, presenting. Like, I mean, it's all, again, late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s movies about advertising, where you see someone walking in a pantsuit being like, I have a huge account to get. Yeah. And then it's just being like, I was passed up. The account because I'm a woman? No. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, goes back in and they're like, wow, Shantae, the account is yours. The account is yours. You really impressed me in that meeting. And then she's like, boom, this calls for a night out with the right. girls. <laughs> that movie... And then she famously goes to that nightclub slash restaurant and orders, say Spaghetti. it with me, pasta with sun-dried tomatoes. 
What were you about to say? Well, because Monique orders spaghetti parmigiana. Okay. No, <laughs> I know, but Vivica orders pasta, pasta with sun-dried, sun-dried tomatoes. tomatoes. But I just also love the order of <laughs> spaghetti parmigiana because you're like, <laughs> wait, that's like not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> oh, Monique is so funny in that movie. And she has this whole, I love it, she has this whole page about how like Monique almost didn't get the role. Wait, can you remind me of the story? It was going to be Tyra Banks. That's insane. insane. Yes. The way Tyra Banks is not a comedian. Sorry. I mean, Tyra is well, hilarious. Tyra is, hilarious. No, Tyra is actually one of the most important comedians of like our yeah. generation, but in a different way. Yes, in a different <laughs> way. She is not at the club. Obviously, Tyra has amazing stage Tyra's presence. Tyra's kind of more and, of a conceptual comedian. <laughs> Sorry, Tyra's a performance artist. And She's AMT, a performance artist, yes. NTM is a endurance piece. It's an endurance piece. But... Have we told our Monique stand-up story on this pod about how we raced to go see, with our fake IDs, Monique perform at the Boston The Com- Boston Comedy Connection. We had <laughs> IDs that said we were 18 plus, <laughs> so we could go to this 18 plus show, even though we were fucking 16. And they were like, it's sold out. And like the look in our faces were so like kid at the candy store who's like not getting it. And the guy goes, hold up. We have the three Stooges seats. <laughs> <laughs> we got these three high top chairs in the back of the Boston ah! Comedy Connection. We thought we were so cool. And Monique, basically, I remember did 20 minutes about how she would let her son get fucked by Michael Jackson. She was and wearing this, this cre- like beige, beige, like blouse dress that within, I don't know, four minutes was soaked so- in pit sweat. <laughs> yeah. And she would just be lifted up her arms and it would just be like drenched. And I was like, this bitch is going yeah. all the way off. She's leaving it all on stage. No, she was maybe having one of her private summers. Yeah. <laughs> Referring to menopause. Yes. yes. Vivica calls menopause a private summer. <laughs> we wait back to anyway. Tyra was going to be cast. They got Monique. They called her. They were like, do you want to be in this Vivica movie? Monique hadn't even read the script. She was like, hell yes. And this is the craziest part about Two Can Play. This is a whole Two Can Play podcast. <laughs> um, is that Vivica turned down the script three times because she said, you wrote the character like a bitch. It, it makes you not like her. And makes you want the guy played by Morris Chestnut, sexy, sexy, moldering actor, Morris Chestnut. Chestnut. So you're like, why would Morris Chestnut be with this bitch? And she said the female friendships didn't seem real. Mm. And Monique, she said, made the friendship seem real the most. I mean, amen to that. That's so true. And there's the scene where. They're like, Vivica, what are you going to do when she sees Morris Chestnut dancing with another professional woman? Okay. Okay. And and Monique ad-libs, what you going to do, bitch? Yeah. (laughs) And the director is like, Monique. You wouldn't call your friend a bitch. She's like, are you kidding? (laughs) So Vivica's like, so I took him aside. (laughs) (laughs) No, and he's trying to be just like so Christian and reserved and the girlfriends are just being like, oh no, my dear friend. Aren't you so offended? (laughs) Okay, this like relates to another scene in the book. So famously in the movie, so the Vivica goes, I'm gonna go over there and say hey. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think like embodies the principle of pay it. Which mm-hmm. is just like, when you pay it, what you are doing is you are basically like killing them with kindness. You are not letting them get to you. You are not pretending like they got under your skin at all. So she walks over to her man who is like dancing with a coworker that he wants to fuck. Mm-hmm. And he's on the dance floor at this like combination restaurant nightclub. Which, can I but just pause you for one second? Seeing that movie, I think we both thought our lives 
What when we grew we, up, we would always be at a combo nightclub. No. We were just like heading over to the dance floor and then going back to like a full tablecloth dining situation. Also, it's like, yeah, let me fill up on spaghetti parmigiana and then like slowly grind. And I still want that dream. Well, this comes back to your other business idea of like this, this weird just like digestion oh. lounge. Right. So now it's actually combo club digestion lounge. lounge restaurant. Um, but so she goes over him and she pays it and she walks over and well, Manuik is just like, Hey, like, she's like, can't believe she's going to do this. She goes over and she was just like, hi, Keith. Just like, hope you're having a great night. Like, see you tomorrow or something. And then he like, is shook he's to so core. shook. And he like tells his like coworker that he's dancing with that he obviously does want to get frisky with. Yeah. He's just like, let's get out of here. And so he's like really caught in the act and he's just like, okay, like, and then the whole movie is about like women are wily and like Anthony Anderson is like in his corners just teaching him like how to just like beat Vivica at her own games and Vivica has all these games and it's like this 10 day plan and it's it's days days. and there's a whole regimen that you're supposed to follow, et cetera. But what's interesting is in this book. Are you talking about the game? Well, no, I was, I was talking about when she sees 50 Cent at the next game. Oh, okay, you are talking. Okay. The game. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You're like, the game. You're like, no, Madison Square Garden. No, Madison Square, Square Garden. Garden. not a game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about a venue. <laughs> okay, go on. At MSG, in the like, <laughs> the VIP lounge, which she's like, describing like in such detail. She's like, and there was gold <laughs> ornamentation on she the molding like, at looks, the lounge at MSG. <laughs> it looks like an old school cigar lounge. So... This is me. So she's like, and she's I'm... already run into Kate Blanchett at this event, by yes. the way, who complimented her in her fashion and was like, "Oh, hi, Vivica," and she was like, "Oh, that's right, Oscar winner Kate Blanchett." Like, said, "I have good fashion." Yeah, and she made a note. She was like, "You might always feel like nervous or just mm. like other people are more successful." And then she's like, "Here she is, like Queen Elizabeth, just being like Vivica Fox. I love your style." Also, Vivica goes, and Kate Blanchett was there with her handsome son, and I think her son is like twelve. I don't think I think I was reading more into it. <laughs> But that doesn't seem like Vivica's I think she was just saying maybe to Kate in the book, like, your son is cute. Because <laughs> Kate's reading this. <laughs> yeah, Kate's re- Maybe Kate is. We don't know. Don't judge. <laughs> I feel like Kate Blanchett is. Actually, I do see her reading a book on her 18 hour flight to Sydney. I feel like Vivica is like, girl, I, because she's like, Kate Blanchett said, hey, girl, to me. Like, maybe I can, Blanchett's kind of, you know, we like that, like one time at the beach where my mom like read that JLo book in an hour and was just like, she treats marriage yeah, like it's it nothing. <laughs> like, maybe Kate Blanchett is just like slamming through six books on that flight and she's like, I think Vivica sent her a copy. Yeah. And I think Kate Vivica read it, sent her read it on a flight. You know, to London or whatever. Yeah. She sent her a short text that said, your book is hilarious. Yes, exactly. X. No, no, your Kate. book was a riot. Right. Yeah, something more British. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Kate Blanchett, then she runs into Kate Blanchett in the lounge. The old school. Old lounge. school lounge, where 50 Cent is there. Kate Blanchett goes, hey girl. She's like, that's right. So she already is feeling herself in this lounge that her, her <laughs> ex, who has been trashing her like on radio shows, social media, which we need to get to. Yeah. It's like there. They've already been through this insane romance where he, they're wooing, and she said multiple times already that their lovemaking was so special. Mm. And basically, Fifty Cent like went on the Breakfast Club and like a bunch of other radio shows saying, 
like that Vivica was using him for fame and was a quote unquote, he was kink shaming her, yeah. calling her a 50 shades of gray dominatrix and like was like saying that like she rimmed him and like tied him up so he like wouldn't have a choice but to get rimmed by her. Because Can I just rim the Well, the, because she had called him out on Watch What Happens Live for saying that like he didn't like Empire and Empire was like failing in the ratings, which is also so Trump of 50 Cent. Just being like horrible ratings. That's because like no one liked all the gay shit on Empire referring to Jesse Smollett's character. This was all also definitely written before Jesse Smollett. Just oh, like, yeah, like this scam. This and she scam. was like, and you know, there's a few times where because clearly in this book, she's still trying to like backtrack from like her weird comment about her male exotic dancers. Right. In the beginning of the book, she's like, if I didn't love gay people already, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> I love my gay fans. And then there's another part where she's talking about like her friend who's a lawyer who transitions from being part of a big firm to becoming a divorce lawyer and she goes and wait. she's part of the LGBT community. Oh, wait, no, wait. She said her, okay, that part was so specific and random and now that makes sense why she included that because she was just like so let's say that you don't know what you want to do in your career. Make a list of all the things that you might want to do. For example, my friend who was a lawyer at a big firm, she like thought that she might want to be a yoga instructor because she loved yoga. But then she thought, I don't know if I can handle all that pressure and does it make enough money? She wanted to make money. And then she thought, I'm already certified as a legal analyst. And, it's like, and we're like, <laughs> what is this chapter about? We're like, now this is two chapters about your like friend who like wanted maybe to become a yoga teacher and like leave but this big decided firm. decided to become a divorce lawyer. It's like, yes, yeah, she's already a lawyer. Okay, that kind of tracks. And because she's an LGBTQIA lawyer, she can bring that expertise to the table, too. And it was like such a general nod to her using her LGBTQ <laughs> powers <laughs> right. for divorce good. And it's like now she's this full L word choice Wishnia who's like <laughs> getting like all the high powered like lesbian divorces. I mean, um, OK, but back to the MSG yes. story, because I feel like we're st- sort of still in this anecdote. Oh, Yes, but can so I read why the was... rimming part? Or do you want to finish that and then I'll read the rimming? Well, read the rimming part because this leads up to why yes. there's tension in the relationship in, in the run-in. Okay. So in November 2015, Andy Cohen had me on Watch What Happens Live. We talked about me being on Empire for the second season, and he asked me what I thought about 50 Cent's comments about my gay themes ruining the show. I went on autopilot and I let my anger do the talking. First of all, you know, the pot called the kettle black. Ooh. Ooh. Is all I'm saying. I said, he's not, I continued. I mean, we had a great time. He just seems like he's got something that's not quite clear. Oh! It was an incredible clumsy way of saying it. Well, that did it. I didn't hear from him directly, but he slammed me on his Instagram. Oh no, now she thinks I'm gay because I let her lick my ass? Elmau, wait, I didn't want her to. She forced me. My hands were tied. Fifty shades of gray. Listen, I'm a grown-ass woman. If that was my kink and what I was into, then I would do it. Our lovemaking was so cherished and special to me that it hurt to see him make up stories. But he did get a reaction out of it. It's just kind of like... It sounds like you did rim him, and like, yeah. and she's like, if well, I was into rimming. Well, no, I think what she's saying is that her kink is not like uh, rope play. Mm, oh, okay. she didn't tie fifty yes. cent up, and I see that. I don't, I don't think that mm. she's more into like wearing a lot of strappy outfits, but she's not being so like I'm tying up fifty cent. Like I think that their relationship was pretty well. I mean, freaky in the sense that yes, she was rimming him. I don't think it's. 
that weird for a man to get rimmed. I don't think that. I don't think I'm not saying no, that. No, no, no. Oh. I, I, I like I like for a straight man to get rimmed. I just don't think that's that bizarre. And I, I like so I like I I don't think that she thinks that bizarre too. I think a, right. a lot of guys like that, and they they see it as like a, I'm getting topped thing, or I'm getting um I'm still the top. I'm getting like serviced yeah. thing. So. I, I think that she is referring to like the tying up thing. And it's like, it's so weird that he said that. Cause it's like, well, that obviously means that like she did rim you and you're just being like, what? Whoa. Just cause like a rim doesn't mean I'm gay. And it's like, it's not, I mean, I feel no like she asked. fully has yeah. a point. He like literally is saying that he's gay. Also, there was another point. I felt like this was a very subtle mm. dick when she was talking about, she was like, Cause it was this point. It was like so crazy, and he was being so toxic and like John Mayer oh and like God. talking he was shit about being her. So and, like, John still Mayer, still kind of like dating her, but then like going on a radio show and being like, uh, "Vivek A. Fox is like a gold digger and only using me for fame." And then she was like, "He was at a time when he was running around with a lot of young boys in his entourage." Oh. I felt like that was a little subtle suggestion. Wow, in like such a P. Diddy way, just yeah. being like, "Yeah, he's got a lot of young men at his house." That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's it. Not saying anything else. Just saying that there's a lot of young men. That's it. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. So how he wooed her was they, um, she, it's like her birthday, she gets home and like, she's like, there's a delivery for Vivica. And she's like, okay. And like the flowers come in and she's like, oh, you can put them over here. They're like, oh no, ma'am. Like there's a whole truckload. And then they just bring in just like an entire truck's worth of white flowers into her house. And then she had to tip the driver because she was like, they were doing so much delivery. <laughs> and then she gets this call and it's like 50 cents assistant being like, I have 50 cent for Vivica. 
And then he's like, happy birthday. I hope you like the flowers. They're also their whole down spiral of their relationship is so psycho and just like it's so movie cool. abusive boyfriend. She's literally on a flight because she's on like it's a Kill Bill she... publicity. Okay, and... wait. Also, sorry. But the other T of that is that she wasn't invited to go to the oh, European yeah. Kill Bill premieres. Which is so fucked up. No. So fucked was up. it the premieres or the publicity well, tour? I mean, isn't that the same thing? It's like it's whatever. Yeah, it's either way, it's fucked up. The European leg of the junket. Yes, Vivica was not invited on, and I don't know if they were being so just like, oh, like you as a black woman aren't going to test well in like the I feel like in it oops or whatever. Absolutely and like the, was a racist European move, rags or whatever. Or they're just like you do China, not this or whatever. I don't know. I I mean, I thought that was rude, and I felt thought I mean, it was very fucked up. It's like. Not so many people in that movie. No. Why can't you? Also, she says, notedly, I mean, she's always like, and Quentin is an amazing director, but she's like, and I was watching my 200K and my bank account dwindle because I was doing seven months of Kill Bill martial arts training that I wasn't being paid she for. She wasn't being, even paid for the training. Like, and that's then he, so cool. And then Quentin was being so psycho director and was like, actually, you guys need to go to China. Yeah, and you're like, sorry, you need to like fully go to like an actual full monk monastery to like get this training and just be fully the characters. I mean, I really and there's liked- that how honest she was about money and this just being like so I had $200,000 in my bank account at that time and that's when she was like married to that like deadbeat yeah who was just like watching TV at home and then she like kicks him out by just like finding him an apartment and being like I got you a place it's like and $50,000 like we're done okay but back to MSG yeah back to MSG so they're at Madison Square Garden (laughs) (laughs) and she sees 50 and he's talked all this shit about her. He's called he called her out on like radio shows, like saying she's a fucking liar. All because oh sorry, and so yeah, the, all the, because of the the rimming. All because of the rimming, and all because like she emasculated him by agreeing to host this random like oh, award the show, world, like the world music, the video. world music <laughs> venue awards that's like presented by the Prince of Monaco or something so randomly that Fifty was getting like an Entertainer of the Year award for, and she agreed to like randomly host. And and she was like, oh, I thought it'd be fun. We could be a couple doing it together. And he felt like so threatened. Because he was like, this was my night. Right. And I want you to be my lady, my My guest. lady. And you stole it with your wily vixen, va-va-voom body, like being yeah. on the stage instead of being in the audience like my silent wife, like you should. Like you should be. And it's like, this is that classic, I feel like, relationship thing where sometimes you end up hating the person for the reason why you fell in love. Wow. That's really interesting. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, well. Like, she was 10 years older than 50. Right. She's starring in Kill Bill. She was like impressed by her ambition, by her power, by her her humor, her sexiness. Right. And then he was like, oh, how dare you shine at this Monaco event? And he canceled. Turns out he was fully going to per- he had like gotten a hold of a print of Kill Bill and like rented out a movie theater and was going to like propose to her and show her Kill Bill in Europe so she could have a European premiere, which is a very cute way to propose. And I hope also to be proposed in Europe with a print of Kill Bill 1. Mm, you love Kill Bill. You don't really actually. But, I mean, I love Kill Bill, not as much as you, bitch. You had a Kill Bill poster <laughs> in your room. I just, yeah, it's really, really, really psycho and insecure. And, um, you know, it's the toughest acting guys who are the weakest little faggots on the inside. And maybe that's why he's so scared. 
Exactly. So we're back at MSG. So she sees him <laughs> and she decides to pay it. And she basically does the, I'm going to go over and say, hey, yeah. that she doesn't, you can play. Kate Blanchett has said hi. She walks over and she just goes, we're family. And then his, like, one of his, like, entourage just, like, it just, like, leans back and it's just like, oh, thank God, like, we can, like, relax now. And he goes, see, like I said, my first wife. Because he's always saying that, like, you're my first wife, even though we never got married and, like, we'll and be family like, forever yeah, in this some way. joke. Some like joke. So he yeah. gives her a hug. She asks if he she can give him a hug. That was actually so bold of her. Powerful. And it's like obviously he is just a little boy. I and he melted. I feel like it would be very hard for me to do that. Maybe. I should do that. Take she has amazing Honestly, this is the best self-help book I've ever read. Like I have not to get too personal, but with exes in the past, current, whatever, it's like I have I have felt very like, don't touch me. Like now that like, you know, it's like if we are not together anymore, it's very just like there is Wall. a moat. There is a moat around the castle of my body. And it's just very just like and I will exercise like the the last like bit of power that I think I have by being like, no, you can't like you can't like be in my personal space in that way anymore. Um, but maybe that's actually me being really fearful. That's and what fear. would happen? What would happen? What if would I happen went, if you let the walls if down? If I let the wall down and said, hey, can I give you a hug? Wow. Oh, my God. I just kind of shocked myself with the possibility that that. Let go of that. The weight that maybe would lift your I know, I know, I know, yeah. Me as your entourage. Yeah. And you sort of sit back and you take off your flat brim and you're like, dude. <laughs> dude, literally. Me, but also, I'm like, my fantasy, we're at MSG. I'm taking off my flat brim. We're at Fenway. We're at the cigar lounge at Fenway. You run, imagine running to your ex at a box at Fenway. Certainly wouldn't happen with any of my ex. <laughs> no, sadly, neither of us. That's not going to happen. So I just think that that was, uh, was very inspiring of her. It was. And she is a strong woman. She's insanely strong and she has all these reflections on, you know, getting into relationships or feeling like she got married because everyone else was or her friends were married and, you know, being like, oh, you know, should I go with this guy? Like, and then she has some insanely amazing advice that I feel is so actually Patty Stanger, millionaire matchmaker, where again, she's like, at a women's, she's speaking at a women's business conference in Houston. And a woman is like, can I ask you a question? This is not one of her famous Sunday fun day. She also is obsessed with sports because like her dad was so, like she was like playing basketball as a kid. And like she wrestled and like her dad took her to games. So like she actually is Sunday fun day. And like, she's like, yeah, now I actually keep my Sunday fun days just girls. And I'm like, she's like, we're going to do brunch local. And then we're going to go back to my house and watch those men play football in those tight, in those tight, tight outfits. Pants. Before I get to the Houston thing, can we talk about how she introduced Queen Latifah to sushi? <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you have the passage? Um no, but I'll summarize. Basically, set it off. The director was like, I want you guys to, like, be... Which, I'm sorry, in the movie Set It Off, like, Queen Latifah is basically, like, openly gay. Queen Latifah is a lesbian Set It Off. Right. Like, but I feel like they don't actually say it in this way, but it's like the whole thing is like... She's with Jada. Have you her, seen Set It Off? I've seen it, but I feel like they don't actually say that they're a couple in this really psycho way. Yes. Where they're both, like... Dressed as lesbians, like being lesbians, being just like, you mean so much to me. 
No, no, no. They like, but they like don't have like. It's not like they don't like kiss. But no, no. no. So like, Queen Latifah is like fully butch, and I feel like, and Jada's her femme, and yes. she does like grind on her, and she'll be like, "That's my." Girl. I guess I'm I feel in- like it was still a coded reference. Yes, like you is- watch it today, and you're like, literally, Queen Latifah is the butch, and Jada is her femme. But like, there was this weird thing about that movie where they were like, "No, like people will watch this and not necessarily think they'll just be like, yeah, like Queen Latifah's a badass chick, right? Like a big, like a sturdy, a and- sturdy." badass. Yeah, it's kind of funny because Vivica also isn't like and Queen Latifah, one of my good friends, who's also part of the... Oh, actually, maybe Queen Latifah wasn't fully out. I don't think she's fully out in 2018. So insane. Yeah. I mean, she's like still not fully out in this way. She... No, she thanked her wife at the BET Awards this week. I mean, this week. This sorry. week? <laughs> this year. This year. And it was like a big deal. Right, okay. And she was like, I couldn't have done it without right. whatever, whoever her wife is. Like, yeah. Basically, anyway, they're like, you guys need to hang out and her, Jada, and Queen Latifah, like, hang out and have so much fun. And then um, she's like, we're going to get sushi. And Queen Latifah is like, I don't need anything that's raw. And she's just like, you need to try this. And so then Queen Latifah finally tries sushi and she loves it. So now every single time Vivica mm-hmm. and Queen Latifah hang out, they eat sushi as an homage. <laughs> Insert joke about Queen yeah, Latifah <laughs> not wanting to eat raw fish here. No, literally, they're good. Okay. No, the, it's full 50 cent repression because she quotes Queen Latifah being like, I ain't going to eat nothing raw. And it's like, ha. <laughs> no not taste such, for fish, huh? No, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, wait, can I read this section about the taco Sundays though? Yep. <laughs> okay, so this is also like, it's, this is presented as just like, basically how to just like, hang out with friends like, on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh! People sometimes want to host gatherings, but they think they have to impress people with elaborate and extravagant meals. They work themselves with a bone, waste a lot of money, and don't have a good time. Their guests don't either. They stand there awkwardly, worriedly offering to help, then can't have a real conversation until they're in their car saying, never again! It's better to have a simple gathering and understand that you and the good people you invite are the draw. You don't need to have a big place either. I know a young woman in New York who has a group of about five or six friends who meet every two months for something they call Champagne and Chipotle. (laughs) Whoever's turn is to host orders the burritos and each guest just has to bring an inexpensive bottle of Prosecco or a nice bottle of Champagne if they're doing well. Um... Another cool way for people to gather to talk when you're minding a budget is choosing a restaurant where everyone pays their own way. Upscale cafeteria-style restaurants are becoming increasingly popular, and they help you avoid the six separate checks, or worse, the dreaded math of, well, you had a cappuccino, dot, 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 because not everyone has a Vivica to pick up the check for the group. Remember, your Vivica doesn't always want to be picking up the check either. Yes! Yes! I scream when she mentioned upscale upscale market halls. I'm like, I mean, in a way, I am just like, yeah. Yeah, everyone can go off to whatever bowlery that they want to and we can all meet back at a communal table. We're going to like the DeKalb Market, Times Square Market Hall. We're going to Little Mercado Little Spain at Hudson Yards. It's probably (laughs) going to business already. And it's just being like, I'm picking up my small paella. You're getting a sushi roll bowl. You know, our our other friend who's maybe not doing so well is getting um just some hamon to go. <laughs> <laughs> and an espresso. Just, and, you know, we're having our Negronis. Right. We're, we're raking it over here. We're doing Brooklyn well. <laughs> 
I have my friends over. We just all lay on my sheets. I mean, but I think she does as insane as and also accurate as the upscale market food halls. She is right where I think you can like freak out about like, you know, it's like there's nothing worse than like a tense host who's like waiting for their paella that they make to like timed ready. I mean, obviously a gorgeous, there's a difference. If you're an amazing cook and amazing host, there's a gorgeous dinner party and you can pull it off. Yeah. But yeah, if it's also like you want to have friends over, get some takeout. Have drinks. People come over. Relax. Yeah. I mean, the money thing is a different thing, though, because it's just like, I mean, I guess it's like, I mean, one thing she says about the giving money thing is it's kind of like she gets starts to get angry at friends who like don't pay her back or like don't thank her enough or whatever. And it's kind of just like well, her, her gay assistant calls her out for that. Yeah. And he's just like, I, it's like then it sounds like you didn't want to like lend her the money in the first place if you were just doing it because you either like wanted her validation or wanted her compliments or wanted her to like act a certain way to you. It's like. If you're going to give someone money, you kind of have to be willing to just like part with it. And like you're giving them because you want them to have that money. Right. You want to thrive. And it's like, right. just be a better friend. And I think probably she feels because she talks about the balance of friendship. Well, she talks about she, she has an insane falling out with two friends. And that's completely insane. And I feel like this is her triple apology about writing it in the book. Is that like she introduced these two women and like. Oh, one, and then they started like. Hanging out together was still like the best friend, and then she like she commented them? something really bitchy on Instagram about it. No, I no, also one... couldn't believe the Instagram drama of just like Taraji commenting on Fifty Cent's Instagram, and this is like public knowledge or whatever. Yeah, just being like bullies are not cool, right? And it's just like wow, they're really just like fully being public about this. I remember he like, since deleted that post when that happened. And it just like kind of being wild. And I'm like, she and it like draws you being like, I will not get in the drama, but like, this is too crazy. I have to post. There's so go, go on. I, I'm like, upscale market halls, women's conferences. Okay, Houston. So there's, okay, so women's, okay, first of all, the part where she talks about learning how to be submissive at a women's conference. <laughs> Well, <laughs> when she's like saying because she's like she's not used to letting men do things for her and then she was like I was at a women's conference <laughs> when I heard someone say and a lot of the time you need to learn how to let someone do something for you because I wanted to be too self-sufficient no are you the type of person who always says oh I got that and just like she's just being like mm. oh I'm always just like not letting someone like Put my carry-on in the overhead compartment. Right, because you want to be this strong woman. You want to be this strong woman. And, like, actually, you do need to just, like, let a man woo you. But then she's like, men aren't peacocks anymore. And in the animal kingdom, peacocks are always <laughs> yeah. their feathers. And men do not woo. And I will say, it's true. Well, and my exterminator also said that men don't woo anymore. They just want to hang out and watch yeah, porn. They literally want to hang out. And it's like, what happened to filling a truckload of flowers yeah. in your dressing room on yeah. the set of a film? Yeah, exactly. What happened to that? Literally, where's the woo? Just one more thing about a Houston conference is yes. when this woman is like, where can I meet men? I want him to like have money, have a oh, job, do all this. Talk- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, bitch, like, who do you want to meet? Prince Charming. She's like, where am I going to meet him? Bars. And she goes, the type of man you're looking for is not a fa- wasted finance guy at 2 a.m. This man golfs, plays tennis, or is in a running club. But then she goes, don't be taking expensive golf lessons. Go to the driving range and get a bucket of balls for $10. And then, like, this male police officer, like, winks at Hold her on. from the side and is like, hell yes. Hold on, I have, I have the passage here, <laughs> okay. because this part is absolutely, completely insane. Because she's saying that she wants this guy to be rich. Yeah. And she and so the woman's I should take golf lessons then. 
Look, you won't be the first person to realize that successful men golf, I replied. So don't bother with the silly lessons or sailing classes unless you really want to learn. It will be all women looking for men. Trust me. I'm just like, sorry, what's this sailing I'm class obsessed. that's all women These, looking like, for a rich man? Thirsty, thirsty gold diggers, <laughs> like a full driving range full of gold diggers. Well, so then sign up for a cute little fun run <laughs> or check out the driving range. A bucket of balls will cost you most $10. A small investment can have a big return. I love this idea of doing like a 5K at just like this random <laughs> golf at like the Trump links to try and meet this just like rich guy. Be like, oh. Yeah, oh, I just did a 5K. Yeah, I care about charity, too. What but are your favorite charities? Isn't that, isn't that so rom-com to do, like, <laughs> there's a run called, like, the, okay, this is a tip for our single listeners. There's a run called the Turkey Trot, I guess. I would never do this in Prospect Park. Oh, wait, this is the jump the, after... It's in thanks, it's the our, Thanksgiving on, where you jump in the cold water. No, that's Polar Bear. Oh, sorry, okay. But that could be a place to meet an adventurous man. Yes. New Year's Day, jump in cold water. Yeah. No, where it's like you run a quarter mile or something like that. And it's like, that's a man who's waking up. Yes. He's not drunk from Blackout Wednesday. Thank you. Blackout Wednesday. <laughs> Wait, that's before like Black Wednes- Friday. Blackout no, Wednesday. Wednesday is the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Do you know it's the drunkest night of the year? Really? Yes. It's a little fact for you. Because yeah, everyone has the day off the next day. Okay, so then she goes, seriously, but then this is also, this actually is really good advice. But seriously, just try going to a really fabulous restaurant on your own and buy yourself a drink at the bar. Dress up like you would for a first date with this person you have in mind and don't show up looking like the thirst trap. Guys are going to notice. And if you notice an attractive man doesn't have a ring and he's by himself, why don't you offer to buy him a drink? Hell yes. Don't wait for a man to do something. If you're interested in someone, ask him to dinner. And that's when the police officer stands up and goes, that's good advice, Vivica. That would get my attention. But then it's like, okay. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, it gets even better. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're saying, oh, God, I don't care how much he makes. I'm just tired of meaning jerks. Well, then think about where nice civic minded guys congregate. They volunteer for charities. (laughs) They get involved in political campaigns and initiatives. I'm dead. She's like, she's look. Go lurking around like the yes on four proposal and meet some civic-minded gentleman. Well, she is always talking about how she volunteered for Madame Hillary Clinton. <laughs> God, I mean, having worked in politics, I will tell you that guys who work in politics are so boring. Yeah, but also so are probably the women that are going to women's conferences. I mean, not all of them, but I mean, like... I mean, some of them are, like, really fat. I'm sure, I mean... A lot of straight men are also just yeah boring. That's true. And that's what you're just going to have to deal with. That's your decision. But I'm also like this 5K. I love that the 5K is for rich athletic guys, but for like poor, just not general jerks is charities. Is more charities, political campaigns and initiatives. I think actually guys working at charities probably do have a good amount of money. Well, it depends on the charity. If they're being like so bored about a charity, but if they're just like working at a nonprofit, no, not working at a nonprofit. I'm talking about a guy volunteering. Oh, I see. No, if you volunteer somewhere like like, San Diego cleanup, yeah, 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 yeah. because it's just like you have the time to go volunteer, and you're just like, I want to add a little more meaning to my life. Right, you're like looking for a reason because you're like, wait. I'm not giving back. Right, I'm not giving back, and just like your job is just like you're on spreadsheets and like you don't care. So, um, bitch, let's volunteer. <laughs> okay, her her part about, like, trying to figure out, like, what 
your dream man is. She's like, go through and write all your exes and just like. Oh, and like try to disrupt the pattern. Try to disrupt the pattern. Which she also says with jobs, too. And that's how we got to her LGBT divorce lawyer part. Can I just. So I did write down, though, what I want my dream man to be. Oh, my God. Okay. As you know, I am single. And that is something that, you know, is uh, I'm not looking for right at the moment, but it's something that maybe I want to manifest. Okay, so I was hoping that maybe I could read this list and you could tell me where I should look, if I should go to a golf course. Okay, I'm I'm so ready for this. Okay. So I'm Vivica. We're in Houston. We're in Houston. I'm in the audience. Excuse me, Vivica. Woman in the salmon. <laughs> Stephen is wearing a very St. John Montego Bay Jimmy Buffett color right now of salmon. But it's like a salmon skirt suit. Yeah, you're in like a matching salmon skirts, and it hugs your curves. As she says, talking about finding a great tailor, I'm suited and booted. (laughs) (laughs) Vivica, I've been looking everywhere for a certain type of man. His name is Oliver. His father works for the World Trade Organization. I hate the name Oliver. I'm sorry. Okay, he might be a journalist. Uh, He could also be a human rights lawyer as well, or an artist, but like some sort of like conceptual or video artist. He has a really big dick. He's 35. He's very gregarious and outgoing. Um, He doesn't have a PhD and he's a top verse. Wow. Okay. First, I think you need to go to galleries alone because I think we're always drawn to the gallery opening. Right. And absolutely keep on doing that. Sure. But I think you need to just have a date with New York City. (gasps) You know, don't let your, put your phone inside and just go to some galleries and actually see the art. Right. And see who else is saying, hey, I'm actually going to check out the art. Not, right. not get this free little plastic glass of wine right. and and talk to people. Um, human rights lawyers, that I'm saying join a league of some sort. I mean, I <laughs> oh, think it's like a rugby league. I think a rugby league. I do think doing this turkey trot on Thanksgiving, maybe you could. Okay. I guess this guy is, I mean, the iron is like, I do go to the gym now, so it's, I'm not right. like anti athlete. And the turkey trot's only a quarter mile. Maybe it's three quarters of a mile. Okay. That's totally doable, yeah. though. I definitely think the turkey trot, maybe a few days before it, you're like, oh, I'm training. Right. For the turkey trot. And so I'm going to like the track or something? That Just I'm the park? This guy? Like Central Park? Okay. Maybe start exploring Central Park more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, That's where this non-PhD top verse is hanging out. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting. Oliver... Is it a gregarious name? I don't know. I don't know why I'm against the word Oliver. Maybe that's just work I need to do. I guess to me, Oliver is like, there's like something really kind about it. It Um, is kind. It just has this like precious boyishness to me. Oh, absolutely. I know it is. It's a faggoty name for sure. But I guess it's like, I want him to have all of these like super masculine qualities. But then he has this like kind faggoty name. So I know that he's actually not such a total asshole. Do you know what I'm saying? It kind of balances that. That is more, I think that actually goes in the list. Write that down. I want someone looking for these kind of strong masculine qualities, but sweet. Yes. Not, you know, someone who won't go on the breakfast club and say, yeah, you know, oh, Stephen, you know, tied me up and, you know, rimmed me for eight hours because he's like addicted to rimming. (laughs) I mean, that would would be fine if that got out. Well, I, I feel like you want that. Yeah. I don't know, 50 I mean, does. that comes back to the Jessica Simpson, John Mayer thing where I'm just like, if someone said that, like, my body was sexual napalm, I would definitely be 
pro that information. You know, but she also has a thing, you know, look around, you know, when you're hanging out at 3, 4 a.m., are those people that are pushing you in your career? Are those the people that will get you, you know, that role, that lawyer's office? Right. You're looking at me being like, this bitch, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I this mean, bitch isn't getting me. No, into- she's not getting me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Literally Literally segment boots. boots. What does she eat? What does she wear? How How does does she she live? live? Ah! Damn. Okay, well, what does she eat? As we know, she loves CPK and And Red Lobster. Yeah. I mean, she's classic Hollywood. Sunday is her cheat day. She'll go at the crew. She has a biscuit. She has huevos rancheros. It's Sunday fun day. She's having mimosas. She knows the entire menu at CPK by heart. But definitely the rest of the week is like three blueberries grilled chicken Um, spice it up with some lemon yeah i mean i assume that she's having some sort of supermarket delivery service where she's getting just like 16 frozen chicken breasts yeah and they're each like six she's very like i can cook but i don't have the time yeah i guess she's probably also eating on set a lot of just like well she has that note about she was like here's the thing about sets craft keeps you fed yeah um and which I know from my one day on set and high maintenance and I had like never been more full. No, I know. I remember my the last time I was on set for <laughs> Girls Season 5 in like 2012. Our ancient HBO appearances. I, I, re- I remember um, there was just like the hugest meatball spaghetti parmesan up. <laughs> and it was just like like 800 of like the largest um, union teamsters just like loading up on the largest meatball you've ever seen and like blowing up every bathroom within like a 10 mile radius. And you're like, oh, right. You can't like, you're not supposed to eat like the gaffers. Right. And it's like, yeah, I feel like I had like a make your own burrito bowl, but also they were just like every second being like, do you want a coffee? And like, I'm such a Java addict that I was like, yeah, I want a cold brew every second after having like a and I was being so and obviously like Lena and like Allison Williams were having like one leaf and I was just being like well I'm having the salad but I'm also having a little bit of the pasta salad and then I'm having a full meatball and then I'm like creating such a Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> right that's so me her also her advice is I mean her advice is also again so 90s about like dressing where it's kind of like that's not really what's killing you there where she's like here's a tip she says have the dressing on the side dip your fork in the dressing first <laughs> oh, then that's such crazy fat girl camp advice I know, it's just it's- like that's not how it works. And I'm just like, I don't know if this like fork of like creamy Caesar, she's also like, do not believe, which is so like Newman's own dressings. Like, don't believe low fat dressings because they're full of sugar. It's very pre-dressing culture. Yeah, it's very pre-dressing culture. Very pre-cans, cans. Well, Paul she's Newman's. not cooking. She's not making yes. her own dressing. She's right? like she's not Vivica's not squeezing a lemon. No. So anyway, yeah, she's pre-ordered grilled chicken. What does she wear? I mean... I mean, we know what she wears. Pantsuits, insane dresses, leather boots, go to Bergdorf's, but like also vintage... Well, now, as she describes in the book, like she is, she's come into her more like grown, sexy woman style. Yeah. And she doesn't like, I think early in her career, she was really like, I've got tits and I've got ass and I need to lead with that. And like, I'm going to wear You know, like, I'm getting a stretchy material. Right. So she's getting a lot of stretch, like a lot of lame. And also, you know, it was like, whatever, it was the 2000s and like everyone was doing that. I mean, the outfit she wears for her 50 cent 
and her like couple debut <laughs> at the like MTV Movie Awards. Like it's completely insane. And she was just like she let this designer like go wild and create a custom creation that like spoke to her sense of design. But it was just like it's like so silver, like alligator skin, like strappy everywhere, like short, short, like like mini skirt with like so many cutouts in the side. And then her hair is just like bangs, curls, and then like blue highlights in the wigs. And then like some crazy show. She'll also, I mean, classic, she wear, she like gets a baby dress and she's like, oh, this is fine. And then she sees the photos and she's like, okay, I should have like found something like really true to me and is very like, don't buy 10 cheap bags, buy one good bag a year. And that's true. I feel like with accessories, especially a good bag really matters. Um, another two things that she definitely wears, Spanx. Oh, she goes, shapewear is my friend. It's also her just being so Shark Tank and being like, and I love their female founder, Sarah Blakely. Because she's an inspiration to women everywhere who want to keep a little bit of it in. Okay, what? How, How does, does she, she live? live? Um, so we know she like, when she meets Quentin and he's like, I want you for this role. She's like, come to my house, but like, don't judge me for it. And she's like, I know he was probably thinking I'm a hoarder. But then he was actually surprised that, like, her house was, like, so glam. And it was so, like, spiral staircase. And, like, it's vel, it's plush. It's definitely velvet. It's definitely plush. plush. My question is, like, is it, like, a cream couch, a puffy white leather couch, or is it, like, a black couch? I think it's cream couch, marble floors, tight. Marble floor. Some, I think part of it is marble. I think there's marble countertops. I don't know. That's feeling almost more like a Persian kind of luxury to me. Because, okay, I think she has obviously like a lounge cocktail, like maybe white leather couches. But I think her Sunday Funday couch is one of the biggest sectionals like you've ever seen. Okay, the Sunday Funday couch is different. Is it more just like... I'm imagining these two curved white... You're talking about the main like sitting room salon is more of these creamed curved couches. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I see that. My other big question is, is there animal print? Yes. Okay. I think. Absolutely. In the main areas, not just the bedroom? I think it's touches. Like, I don't think it's so insane, but I think there'll be, like, maybe a tiger, a faux tiger splayed Oh, wow. Rug. A, okay. Or it could I guess just be maybe, a print. Maybe it, is, maybe it is that. Yeah. No, I guess she is, like, pretty, like fabbing out there and has been like working on a career for a long time so maybe she does like have pieces that are a little bit more statement like that because you're saying the spiral staircase to me that does scream you know something unique i also wonder she like sold her house after the divorce Mm. and like made a bunch back yeah which is another one of her amazing financial decisions. She like didn't divorce her husband until she could figure out that she could sell the house. Yes. And it was like she was like on the Kill Bill tour and like her gay assistant I'm assuming calls her and she was like, this better be good. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like in China training. Yeah. And, and she's just and he's like, I found someone to buy your house. She's like, this bitch better not be lying. <laughs> And, and like, and I could tell that he was on the other end, just like acting normal, like he wasn't talking to a crazy person. So I wonder if her house now, if she is a little more just like Shark Tank and like she is a single woman, like I wonder if she downsized. You don't think it's so marble now? You think she's more like mahogany kitchen? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the kitchen is still marble, but maybe she like balled out at first. But I could, like, I'm saying it'd be mahogany cabinets and like marble countertop. I can see that. Well, um, she also loves, I guess we didn't put this in, what does she eat? But um, she loves core hydration water. 
<laughs> it's my newest discovery. It keeps you hydrated and matches your body's pH balance. I just know I like it. I just know I like it. It's like, what? Why is this an ad for Core? Who asked? I mean, maybe she does do a sponsorship with Core and she's mm-hmm. like, I'll throw it in the book. Incredibly subtle sponsorship. But then she's Core. also being like, my beauty secret. You got it. Lemon. <laughs> throw it on the grilled fish. Throw it on your face. Lemon water, lemon water, lemon water. Well, I mean, she is squeezing lemons. I you literally she... just said two seconds ago she wasn't squeezing a lemon. No, you said that. Okay, you agreed with me. Well, I don't think she's squeezing lemons a lot. I think <laughs> once a month she is like at her kitchen, like in kind of a you way. Oh, this, I guess this, who are you in the book? Oh, my my Vivica squeezing. I mean, I just squeezed fresh lemon juice into yeah, water Yeah, I think you're Vivica once a month squeezing lemon on a grilled chicken. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do that with our home chef meal. I mean... I actually think you are kind of Ivica. It's hmm. a huge compliment. Absolutely. You know, reading this book, I felt a little called out. I felt like I wasn't Vivica. Like I haven't gone, you know, and she's like, you need to dream bigger. You need to be more ambitious. You know, you need to like really work out and go after yeah. what you want. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, my dreams aren't big enough. That's, you know, I feel like I'm so mired in the minutia. Yeah, I actually do think you have some work to do, but Thank I you. think you can be her. Thank you. You're welcome. That's a huge problem. Because I think you are driven, mm. powerful. But I think you need to get out that journal. Yeah. And write down the goals. Well, I started, I mean, it was it was kind of ironic. I mean, I was like, literally today, she's talking about moving on and like figuring out what you want and like, is she talking about getting rid of her ex's stuff at some point in this book? It's like she talks about like I guess like kicking the just the guy out, just kicking the ex husband out or whatever. No, she talks about how like all of her girlfriends came over and like packed up the U haul when she moved out of that house. Yes, okay. So I was literally listening to her talk about that as yeah. I was in my bedroom today, mm-hmm. um, getting rid of clothes hmm. that belonged to redacted, and I was like. Wow, like this is this is what life is. It's about putting stuff in the U-Haul and moving the fuck on. But that's only one piece of it. It's like the other piece is just like doing the work, forgiving. Like, cause I feel like with that ex, she was just being like, oh, this fool was a deadbeat. But she was also like, I was in love at some point, and just like he wasn't a horrible person. You no, know, yeah, you need to do the work to like mourn properly and like yeah. do the proper analysis and all the work to look back, but then you also need to do the work to look forward and be like you know, what do I really want from life? And it can't just be like, oh, I want, you know, let me like find the next guy who, you know, makes six figures and go golfing. It has to be just like, well, what do I, you know, what do I really want my life to look like? Yeah. Where do I want to live? How do I want to live? What do I want to wear? What do you want to wear? Where do you want to be? What do you want to eat? And so, you know, there's, there's bigger questions you have to ask. What shape do I want my apartment to be, right? What shape do I want my shapewear to be? Well, that's, and you are asking that question to yourself when you're going to be answering right. that very soon. And I will be changing that. Exactly. So I guess in some ways you're also vivid. I mean, obviously you're also the friend who's sort of asking for money sometimes. <laughs> I mean, right. Which friend? Like, it's like, I do think I'm absolutely texting back when you send the dress. Oh, no. Absolutely. No. But like, maybe... Maybe I'm car payment. Yeah, you know, and you've been doing a good job saving. Like, you haven't asked me for several thousand dollars in a long time. I don't think I've ever asked you for several thousand dollars. That's not true. Well, actually, (laughs) what am I talking about? That's fully not true. Um, Redacted. Um, (laughs) 
No, yeah, that's true. Okay. I haven't asked you for, I'm correcting myself and calling myself in. I haven't asked you for several thousand dollars in, in a while. In a while. Yeah. And, and now you're being so like Miss Bank Account savings, just like getting her Roth IRA in yeah, order. No, and I am calling and I'm like, girl, I hate to ask this, but. Yeah. So And you're being like taking out the card and being like, I got this sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes. And that's me going to New York and getting the job at Madame Tussauds. Yes. Okay. And ultimately we both work at Madame Tussauds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, more we are the gay, like living in Hell's Kitchen working at Madame Tussauds. Okay. I <sighs> pronounce that differently every time. Um <laughs> I give this book ten pantsuits out of ten. Sorry, it's fabulous. Yeah, it's fab. I think it's like I think there's yeah, like it's some, not the best. It's, it's not the best, best book. Boots. I mean, honestly, like, well, I like there isn't a ton of juice. We didn't really talk about the childhood, whatever. It's like very yes. like she doesn't. She kind of skips over it too. Like <laughs> she's just like playing basketball. She had parents. And, like, it's yes. very just like they were good. Like they were sad, but Mom, they were fine. My sister Mom took care hard. of me. Yeah, like she's like, let me give you my sister's black eyed peas recipe for like three pages. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, and anyway, and like make sure to take the water out. Out, like after three and a half hours like okay got it um but then all of a sudden she just like goes full hog on 50 cent and like unloads all of this dish and just yeah. like calls him a monster and like a liar but then is also like but ultimately like yes he's a devil but like we have made peace and obviously i love as i assume you do all the women's conference asides and yeah lessons, there's a ton so. of women's conference asides in there yeah, and it's a really easy read yeah or an easy um, listen. speed listen on Audible, which I listened to at 1.4 speed. I wish I kind of listened to Audible because I love her voice. So, yeah, I mean, I guess 10 out of 10 is extreme. I guess I'm kind of on a high for me. I feel good. Feeling good after reading this. I feel good, too. It definitely it definitely lowers the heart rate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, in a, you know, in a positive way, if you're feeling anxious about something or whatever if you're <laughs> if there's something interfering with your happiness lately <laughs> yeah and you've been considering getting 10 percent off a better help subscription you could also you could maybe. also read every day i'm hustling by vivica or Fox. listen to it on a car ride on a walk yeah i will give it um four out of five um really incredible designers uh that i allow to sort of explore their creativity when they dress me Amazing. For events. <laughs> uh, next week. It's going to get a little bit rock and roll. Super wild in here. Fuck yeah. Get naked. Put a sock on your dick because we, we are, are reading, reading Anthony Kiedis' book. Scar Tissue. Um, which is also the name of a song. By <laughs> <laughs> the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know it. Rock and roll. Yeah. They're okay. a fucking band. And as you know, we are rock historians. Rock so and rollers. Get ready for get another. Get ready to learn, bitch. Yes. Blast it up. It's not a phrase. <laughs> Um, thanks okay. so much for all your support and again like leave a review we love them keep best. them coming best Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and Headgum <laughs> 
The show is produced by Meg Bernane with editorial support from Leon Nafak, Andrew Parsons, and Madeline Kaplan, one of my best girlfriends, and she's also my realtor. Our production manager is Persia Verlin, who also does my makeup. Engineering by Ferris Manchi. <laughs> He's beautiful. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Great guy. I really trust him. And it's hard to find people you can trust in this town. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. That was a HeadGum Podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.